Welcome back to Hope Something Sticks with Bert and Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Bert. This is weird. We we, we flipped it around. Normally you do the intro. Yeah, but uh, it's about time. Now I get to talk. I get to talk first. <laughs> Yet today's all about me, work. apparently. <laughs> yes, yes, you do all the work. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All the uh, <laughs> audio editing. <laughs> No, I did some today. I mean, look. hey, look at this. We're starting right on time, an hour late, again. Yeah. So we're, talk- so we're talking life lessons today. We're talking how to, uh, what not to do. <laughs> Should this be called ep- episode, episode dead end? And in a few small cases, what to do. Hmm. That's good. We didn't fuck up every okay. time. I wouldn't say, yeah, I'd say it's a, it's like a baseline. I always like to think about, uh, you know, cause I, cause I compare myself to my father, you know, every minute. Uh, <laughs> he is, I mean, is it enough to just be not in prison? You know, is that, is that the barometer for success? To me, that's just like, okay, so you woke up and were a normal person and we're good. Uh, it seems like there's more to life than that. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a good start. Right, a start. He's almost done. What's he pushing now? Let's see, fifty-four to now. He's. I can't do that math. <laughs> Sixty-four years old. He's sixty-six years old. Excuse me, I don't know how to do math. Sixty-six years old, and he's probably going to be working. He's going to work till the day's dead. But I think he likes it like that. He's one of those old school weirdos that wants to work forever. I mean, as long as he's happy, like at the end of the day, what the hell else is there? Not sure. Hey, can you tell that ambulance to calm down? Hey, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Let him die. Trying to record in here. They're probably yeah. just trying to get coffee. All right, it sounds like it's moving on. This man, it's sort of slowing. Okay, it's almost gone. Anyway. Abusing the siren, as Larry David would say. He would say that. Yeah, there's a whole episode of Curb about it. But we're not here to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm, unless, of course, you want to learn how to be a creative writer. In which case, uh, why are you listening to this? What was that masterclass advertisement? The biggest uh, uh, impediment to writing is. Uh, other people. <laughs> but then again, the biggest source of writing material is other people. So, unless you're a transcendentalist, you're kind of boned. My writing career never really took off. I was supposed to I was supposed to keep supposed to keep going with that in 10th grade and then I never did. And if I had done that, if I had followed the one thing that I was actually good at in high school, and fuck it, I'm still good about it. I'm still good at it now. If I had done that more exclusively, I think that would have been uh, a much better track. But I was, I gave in to the fear, the fear of, oh God, people will find out the truth about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I took the, uh, I took the socio, the sociopath route and tried to fit in and look like everyone else and sound like everyone else. Could always have a pen name. Pierre Delecto was already taken. 
guess that's it. Mitt Romney? No? You don't follow? Mitt, Mitt, Romney. Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney's pseudonym on Twitter was Pierre Delecto. Mm. And he used it to, well, basically just bash Trump. <sighs> I thought so. He was the only... He was the only Republican senator who actually voted to convict this some bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he really hates him. And also, uh, he doesn't have to worry about backlash from his base. Because um, really, it seems like the Mormons, out of all conservative groups, are the only ones that just straight up don't like Trump. Everyone else has got on board the Trump train except them. Good on them. Everybody's figuring it out, though. Yeah. In the worst possible way. Anyway, back to the show. Yes, the topic at hand. What to do with your stupid, worthless life? And why can't you just decide on something and do it? So let's kind of maybe start with uh, when we start... Well, when you started out at UF and kind of your thought process on your uh, major... Oh, it's terrible. And kind of go from there. I can pinpoint the exact day and my exact idiotic thought process uh, when I was in high school. And I... It's it's so fucking dumb. I'm sitting there taking the essay, the pre-SAT. Mm-hmm. And it asked me... I asked me... It was just the fi- the filling out the bio info, just who the hell are you? And okay, what's your what's your major? I had put zero thought into what my major would be up until that point, zero. And I'm looking at it, and I'm about to select architecture because I'd always loved it. And actually, in fifth grade, I kind of made up my mind that was kind of what I was going to do. And then I second guessed myself and put landscape architecture instead. So that was the exact moment. Are you ready for this? It's kind of a bombshell. I didn't think I was good at math, and I thought that was important for being an architect. Um, yeah, exactly. I made that joke later on in in college. and uh, or At least I presented it as a joke later on in college, and everybody fucking laughed, because that's how... Because <laughs> that's... It's ridiculous. Yeah, the... the... The math is not, I wouldn't think it's particularly complicated. It isn't. It's not even involved. involved. It's zero. There's like zero. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's that's one of the major things that uh, you should do as a high school student. I mean, physics is involved. Yeah, sure. It's, It's a design major. It's, you know, you're more of an artist than anything else. Yeah, but, you know, if you're building something, it has to not collapse in on itself. That's what engineers are for. Maybe engineers are part of the process more than I thought, you know, like the original planning, but I don't know. Yeah, the actual blueprinting, sure. Mm. It doesn't matter. They were both bad choices. But, you know, that's stuff you only find out in hindsight. Architects are given, uh, what is it? It's a terrible summation. They're given twice the responsibility and half the glory of being a doctor or something along those lines. But people still respect architects, they just don't respect them as much as a doctor. And if something screws up, yeah. they always blame the, the, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a 
high and mighty kind of a assessment from somebody else that I had met who was a an architect, or at least trained as an architect. I'm not sure if she ever ended up getting a job. Hey, Mickey, if you're out there and listening to this for some crazy reason, <laughs> how's how's Detroit? She moved back. That was about four years ago. So anyway, that's how I went down the landscape architecture path. That's how I started down it. And man, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> our our program was a two-year program, dual enrollment. Just some quick backstory here. It was a dual enrollment program. You got your high school diploma and your associate's degree at the same time. That was the best decision I ever made in my education, ever. St- yeah. Still is. Well, yeah, still is from a rational standpoint. I, and you know what? Looking back, should have stopped right there. <laughs> I mean, hanging out with you, Bert, and getting getting to know you again, and fucking hang, hanging out with Danny and getting to know him, and meeting meeting Dave and Bo and everybody else. That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, that was fantastic. I don't regret that part of it at all. But from a rational college perspective and a career perspective it made i was not mature enough to go to high college i was not ready i didn't understand what it meant to be there just not prepared well i i think most people aren't really when they start off at 18 because it that's a really huge transition uh going to college from high school where typically you're finally separated from your parents but it didn't feel like that it felt like high school again. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I was not in. I wasn't taking the right classes. I don't think. Now that's a huge thing about it too. Is is networking? I didn't socialize enough. I didn't talk to enough people. And if I had talked to a single person, one, and had mentioned that landscape architecture story, uh, they would have called me a fucking idiot, appropriately, and and set me straight. But. Yeah, sat on that one. Yeah, I think that's pretty sound advice to kind of, you know, talk to people about, you know, what your career decisions are going to be. Talk to them about anything. Uh, talk to them about get... everything. You know, everybody's going. Everybody yeah. has the same stupid fucking thoughts and fears and uh, reservations, and it's all fucking facade. <laughs> Ninety percent of everybody doesn't know what they're doing, so just talk to them. Oh, you don't know what you're doing either. All right, fantastic. That's why Reddit is just fantastic. I was looking at the Ask Reddit page; it's just cracking up. Oh man, yeah, we can we can have a whole podcast on what I find on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> maybe we will. Maybe that's what the podcast will turn into. Lost just on Ask Reddit, just reading. <laughs> Various posts. I was looking at autopsy reports, like the weirdest autopsy reports. That's 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 where I was this morning. All right, I know everybody's just dying to know. Oh man, what's Matt looking at on the shitter? That's it. That's what I was looking at. Ugh. Alligators coming back to life. People getting shot in the head. Weird stuff. Anyway, back to college. <laughs> yeah, we should have called this podcast Sidewinder. I think that was thrown in there. Oh, during the brainstorming sessions? The sessions yeah. we we agreed we weren't going to talk about. I don't recall that part. Anyway. You gotta so, add some mystery, man. They don't know what the fuck we were talking about. God. <laughs> Work with me here. Cut that part out. 
<laughs> so I, I, I remember, so we started rooming together our second year in college. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the hell you were doing before that, besides hanging out with a guy who loved uh, Full House. I wouldn't call that hanging and, out. Uh, we were just both in the same room all the time. It was weird. Yeah, it was your roommate. We were both just, just imagine two people facing their computers the entire time. We invented social isolation, by the way. Uh, myself and, and Dave. <laughs> the first Dave. He's Dave 1. No, Diver Dave is Dave 2. Uh, doubtful. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think he might be the, the second Dave I've ever met. After that, it was just an avalanche of Daves, it felt like. And there was Conspiracy Dave, and there was Manager Dave. That's actually not your second Dave you ever met. You met my dad before D- Oh, David. duh. Yeah. In the UF, yeah. Anyway, so the point I was making was uh, I remember talking to you about your major and about your classes and how you had the utmost contempt for pretty much everyone there from <laughs> students to teachers and really were, was half-assing your project. Anger was I a remember, big part of who I was back then. And I, I remember that one in particular, like there was supposed to be like this, um, this project you were working on. It was a, uh, it's still a mo- an abstract model made from like, construction paper basically or poster board paper or whatever it was okay and, <laughs> and you just kind of sort of working on it every once in a while uh until it was like due in like two days mm-hmm. and then you just had it out in the living room right right just <laughs> furiously working yep on it. yep gotta make these toothpicks mean something speak to me why don't you speak to me <laughs> Yeah, the whole concept of, yeah, going from, I mean, <laughs> it's, I'm looking back on it like, I'm, I am, you should, I should have just stopped <laughs> and took advantage of the amazing tool at your disposal in college, which is the withdraw option. You can always run away <laughs> from this dumb shit. You're paying money. Stop paying money and do something else and pay money for that. No, I'm sitting here with these... Oh, my God. You know, they call it arc of torture for a reason. Oh, my God. Because we're in the same design classes with architecture students and the very fine ladies of the interior design department. They're not all... I mean, it's not an exclusive female club, but, uh, I mean, it's interior design. It's almost 99% sorority chicks. Hmm. Nothing against them. Uh... Were just there. They were just there. Yeah, we actually shared a design studio with them. Yeah. God damn it, they were hot. Uh, my major was uh, psychology, and <laughs> that was predominantly women too. Uh, so a few sorority chicks. Huh. But anyway, I wouldn't think that that would be uh, but, uh, predominantly anything. Would have. I would have guessed an even even yeah, split. It's, no, it was mostly women in psychology, uh, but also. I mean, it was the case in our college and most colleges that uh, there's more women than men uh, in college now. I think I think that when we were there, I think the split was sixty forty at least uh, when we were in college. <laughs> Didn't take advantage of that one. No. Oh God. 
We can talk about my abysmal sex life any other time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not that's not the uh, title of this episode. No, so. no. Yeah, well, if we were going back to the career thing, uh, yeah, I think sex work would have been a much more uh, a much better option for me. <laughs> Yeah, much more. You know, at least that. You know, would have gained some a little bit more confidence. Maybe uh, would have inspired me to much more glamorous. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe it would have inspired me to work out a little bit more, or at all. Yeah, at all is, is the operative term there. <laughs> How about you kind of uh, take us to what? Uh, well, basically, what lends you out of landscape architecture? Failure. Um, you want to fast forward to the, uh, so two years is what I struggled with. I think we were talking about the withdrawal option. Two years I went for it. I was like, okay. And I just, you know, lollygagged through it. Okay, I'm getting okay grades. Not like I was failing my classwork. And I'm just going through it the same way. This is why I've, it felt like high school to me because I, tra- I treated it like high school, which was not socializing with anybody other than you and you know, my immediate circle, the people immediately around me, the people I lived with. And, uh, I mean, it just showed. It showed in my work. And getting to upper division of landscape architecture required selection, required approval. So it was another admissions process. And, you know, my, my teacher, one teacher actually warned me, actually straight up had a meeting with me and said, in as, not in as many words, or actually, yeah, it was a longer meeting. You don't belong here was the theme of that meeting. You, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I'm looking at your work. I'm not seeing it. And if she had said that a little bit more forcefully, I would have gotten the memo. But I was in such shock when I had heard that because nobody had ever really challenged me at all in terms of my work. I mean, fuck Florida public schools. Who gives a shit? All right, you turned in your paper. All right, it was okay. All right, get out of here. You know, this isn't this isn't term papers. This is design work, and it's abstract, whatever. And it, just because it's abstract, all you had to do was copy all the other weird abstract crap that everybody else was doing. But my heart wasn't in it, so I didn't try. And it was obvious that I was barely trying. And that was the first little warning sign. That was like the only warning sign I ever got. So I tried. Kind of. And I cracked my head on the ceiling there. And it didn't work out. They looked at my score for, I don't know, they, they score, they, well, how do you get in? You make a giant poster board with all of your, all of your work. You, you basically are supposed to, design a portfolio and that portfolio is this giant poster board it's like four foot by eight foot and it's snapshots it's models it's a collection of you for the past two years of all your of all your classes and the best that you have to offer and what i had to offer wasn't good enough and then came the next two years because they had a they had they had an alternate they had an alternate plan and it was the worst decision i ever made because it that led me to the are you ready for it i'm going to say the whole title of what it what it was the bachelor of science in sustainability 
and the built environment. I'm going to say it again for the cheap seats. The Bachelor of Science <laughs> and sustainability and the built environment. I would say your next big uh, college decision was your worst. Oh, yeah. Money-wise, absolutely. Graduate, graduate yeah, school, uh, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh, stick with sustainability. Oh, my God. Kind of. So, what a fucking so identity like, crisis that caused. Yeah, I mean, was that like your only really viable option at that point? No. You were a, no. a junior. I could have had the world It was my option. I could have done anything else, and I should have. But I was in such a state of shock at having failed for the first time that, uh, and I had, I was still so full of myself that I couldn't recognize that I wasn't trying, and that was the reason I had failed, not, you're so fucking hot. I don't fucking know. It, it was a bad, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> wasn't, the, the thought process was terrible and non-existent. I was just in shock that I didn't know what to do. And the, what I should have done was what I had done, what I ended up doing about four years later. Sitting down and actually fucking thinking for five minutes, doing some research using that fucking internet thing, and actually seeing what it took to become something. Like, actually have a title. Because you don't... That's what I mean by having an identity crisis. I didn't know what the... Having a general degree is the worst possible thing you can do for yourself if you're not exploring different options, if you're not actually getting out and doing that networking thing and trying different classes and then just withdrawing from them, talking to people, finding out what they do. More importantly, finding out what it takes to be something and actually have a skill. All right. Did you ever try going to the uh, Career Resource Center? Oh, those worthless assholes. That's like a gu- that's all guidance counselors deserve to be shot. Have they ever helped? Well, has a single one ever helped anybody? I'm not talking about the guidance counselors. They are guidance counselors. Uh, the career. So you did go to the actual yeah. Career resource I went there after I I went there after I graduated, and it, all they do is hook you up with. There's supposed to be resume stuff and interview thing and interview help. Yeah. Who the hell went there? I went there after I graduated, after with the the Bachelor of Science, because that's all. I mean, all it was was a general degree. Let me just summarize it that way. It might as well be a. It might as well have been an English degree, except I did less reading. So I go there, and since I'm, I was part of the inaugural class for that major. So nobody knew. This is 2010. Nobody knew what the fucking word sustainability meant. They had never even heard it. It was not as common as it is now. Every fucking company has a sustainability mission statement. Every one of them. Because that's a a fun term. It's called greenwashing. They're not actually doing anything. Uh, (laughs) They're just saying they're committed to it, whatever the fuck that means. It's just self-regulated standards that they can set themselves. Uh, the only thing that will bring about real change is you asking them for green products. That's that's it. There, there's sustainability in a nutshell. But yeah, as far as the Career Resource Center goes, or any guidance counselor for that matter, they're all fucking worthless. I when I first got there, I didn't know, I didn't know what courses to take in terms of landscape architecture, and I can still remember 
Oh, that guidance counselor's name was Dave, too. That fuck. <laughs> mixed bag with Dave's. Oh, my God. Yeah. Weird. And he told me... He told me to take whatever I want. Uh, like, dude, I need guidance and counseling. I need help. And you're telling me to do whatever I want? Yeah. He should have told me to join the fucking army. <laughs> <laughs> So I, well, you uh, at least it would have been something for me to consider or say no to, as opposed to do whatever I want. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess I'm the one in charge here, so all the decisions I make are correct. <laughs> There's no wrong answers. Wrong. There are wrong answers. Sustainability built environment was one of them. But of course, that could have been better. I'm not going to put it all... You know, it was my decision. It was my life. Not blaming anybody else for me not trying. But guidance counselors. <sighs> Scum of the earth. I hope there's at least one listening. Change your life. Go buy a horse. Go live out on a fucking mountain, dickhead. Did you ever get help from the Career Resource Center? A little bit. I kind of wish I went more. Uh, I think they it'd probably be They'd probably be a lot better help to me than you, especially, you know, getting a business degree. Mm-hmm. They have, I think they probably have a much better idea what the hell I should be doing as opposed to sustainability and the built environment, which they probably didn't know what the fuck that he was. He didn't, no. Yeah. If yeah, I had I mean, gone two years it, ago. It was brand new. Yeah. If I had gone in 2008, then I would have been able to find out, oh, this isn't even a thing. It doesn't even exist. I thought that everybody knew about, you know, green development and sustainable development and lead certifications, and I, I just assumed because I was living in that bubble world in the in the architecture building where we all know what the hell it was and what was coming, but uh, the rest of the world was not there yet, was not ready to receive people with this education, unless you, <laughs> unless you knew how to do something. And I didn't know how to design anything, and I'm not an engineer. It's just a glorified English degree. If I had become a PR representative, uh, I suppose that would have been maybe something. So yeah, after I graduate, they the guy's looking at Monster.com. <laughs> he's trying to he's 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 right there in real time, trying to figure out what the hell my major is and if there are jobs available for it. So two years ago, I should have I should have done the, conducted that same search, and then I would have been able to tell. Uh, the people offering this degree as a as a potential fallback plan uh, to take their stupid degree and shove it because I'm gonna go become a go become a welder. <laughs> All right, so you finish your degree in sustainability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Top of the world, yeah, ma. So yeah, and then. Um, so what was your thought process for uh, the graduate degree you eventually uh, try to go for? Well, uh, Monster.com doesn't have anything for me, right? And then, oh, we're not getting paid by Monster, by the way. You can edit that out. Just fill in job placement, no job of a you.com. How about that? Uh, it sounds like extra work. So. Well, you are all about doing all the work, so here's some more. Uh, 
didn't see any jobs. And the, this is 2010. The economy's in a shitter. So, yeah, my brain just immediately went to, well, stay in school. This is where you, this is what I know how to do. I know how to go to class. I know how to fill out. I know how to file for financial aid <laughs> very well. <laughs> if anything, if anything, that's the skill I learned was how to fill out, was how to uh, fill out my taxes. <laughs> was how to badger my stepfather to do his taxes because I, he was still uh, claiming me as a dependent and I, I needed the IRS to they needed their tax returns immediately for financial aid and if we got ours in first it was first come first serve that's how financial aid works It's so the second we get our taxes in the second he gets his forms I was hounding him for it and so the money was always there, <laughs> and so I just saw gra- I saw graduate yeah I saw graduate school is it's more free money because I was seeing the loans as free money. Ugh, God, idiot. Yeah, oh, man, this guy's screwing up. <laughs> hey, Linda, Linda, come here and listen to this idiot. <laughs> this fucking dumbass thought that a loan was free money. <laughs> hey. Apparently, he's never been kneecapped by the bank. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing: is the student loans are in my family. They're like a, they're like hereditary. <laughs> you just everyone in my family has them, and they never go away. It's like there is is like gonorrhea. <laughs> it's like like we're all fucking we're all we're all a bunch of syphilitic, gross, disease infested. Debt creatures just hauling around giant links of debt. Like, hey, hey, baby, look how attractive I am. <laughs> Financially insecure. Yeah. So, filing for debt, easy. And then I went and treated credit cards the same goddamn way. So, why did you decide on uh, urban planning for your major? Oh, that's easy. SimCity. I mean, you think that's funny, but every urban planner, guaranteed, has played that game. And uh, I found that out after they uh, might have been about a year and a half into the program. There was a focus group because the UF was trying to uh, get their online degree program going up for urban planning. And the, the focus group asked that same question. How did everybody find out about urban planning and what? was your major interest and every single person in the group we didn't even none of us had even realized this because none of us had ever asked us that each other that question and we all raised our hands and we're all looking at each other like holy shit what the hell (laughs) (laughs) and every one of us had played had played SimCity so it's uh you know we're all megalomaniacs we want to control our own little empires and tell everybody where to go and where to drive for some reason that was very soothing as a kid. What was the other one? Uh, as opposed to SimCity, that was the modern version. There was the Caesar 3. That was a good one. Oh, man. I spent so many hours playing that damn game. Whew. Hours and hours and hours. Great game. But that was it. Uh, it seemed like a natural fit. And I was actually happy studying uh, urban planning for a bit. Until my last semester. 
<laughs> when I realized, oh my god, I have to get a job. And oh my god, I have no work experience because I never got an internship like an idiot. So, if there are anybody, is anybody, trying to use this, oh my god, get a job immediately. Get an internship somewhere. Of course, we have to... That was... Nah, go ahead. That wasn't really easy to for most people to get internships because the economy was still doing so yes i was my sentiments i was just about to say the same damn thing it was terrible nothing no one not a not a goddamn thing not even free internships where you just slave labor they wouldn't even take you in the door nothing I looked back at my, after I met up with one of my, the old landscape architecture guys, I ran into him and I was asking, how's everybody doing? How's everybody faring? And one guy out of a class of about 40, one, and he was the best, he was the best guy in the class. He was some Chinese kid. He's the only one that got a, uh, got an internship at a design firm. Wow. Yeah. Landscape architecture got hit hard. Because landscape architecture, I mean, 06, when we, when I started, 2006, that's the, that's the peak of the housing bubble. Landscape architecture was one of the top jobs in the country in terms of growth. And as an 18 year old, I'm like, well, according to this line graph of job prospects, (laughs) apparently it just goes up and just keeps going up forever. Wrong. Of course, that didn't matter because I got kicked out of that program. <laughs> so, if anything, I kind of dodged a bullet on that one. I've lost the vein. What were we talking about? <laughs> so jo- oh, job prospects. Uh, urban uh, yeah, urban planning, internship, didn't get one. Uh, then it went tits up in the last semester because... What was that? I, 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 had, pla- I had planned out my education a little bit shittily so i took a course that was really meant to be an introduction introductory course but i ended up taking it last uh, i don't know for whatever reason it just didn't i don't know i wasn't paying attention to how to fucking plan this shit once again pick your own courses do whatever you want okay to put this throw this dumbass course at the end because what the hell it's just a dumb introductory course that i'm apparently required to pay twelve hundred dollars for Ugh, god but anyway that was the one because then I got to actually meet some urban planners. This, is, this goes back to, at the beginning of your career, meet and talk to professionals in the field you would want to be in. <laughs> this seems so fucking obvious now, but... Oh my god. To an introvert, it's, it's the toughest thing in the world. It's just opening up your pie hole and just letting the words out. Just talk to them. That's when I actually did talk to them because they were presenters. Every every week we had a, a new person from in the field with experience, old old ones, new ones, city planners, consultants, everybody, all all whole spectrum. It was a great class. I, I ended I ended up pissing off that professor because I didn't. Uh, he could tell that I was just burned out by that point and I was done and I didn't give a shit because. You know, at this point, I was drinking quite heavily. Uh, you make me... I could say I was depressed, but that, that'd be a self-diagnosis. 
a normal, rational person would look at that person and say, wow, this guy either really likes beer or he's just a depressed piece of shit who never figured out what the fuck he wants to do with his life. And now he's crying it. Could be both. Yeah. You, you do really like beer. I do love beer. God. Not like, <laughs> I'm not like Kavanaugh level liking beer, but. Yeah. No. Every time I want to smile, I just, I just replay Brett Kavanaugh's testimony. I like beer. <laughs> I still like beer. Oh my God. Supreme Court justice, ladies and gentlemen. I like beer. Get the fuck out of here. No, he's not. Not until he dies in 40 years. Or until he feels like quitting and starting his own law firm or some shit. That's what Kennedy's doing. Nope. Kennedy did it. Kennedy left. He just left. and I think you should be chained to the bench. (laughs) If it's a lifetime appointment, it's a lifetime appointment. Meaning you can't ever leave. You gotta, you gotta decide the rules for us forever. <laughs> That's the thing. If it, if it's just not in you anymore, then you probably shouldn't be. It's like I just don't care. <laughs> like, <I'll... laughs> it should be a revolving door, and they should just pick random people. Like, nope, now's your mandatory two-year term. Ow. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I'm a favor of. Uh, not a military draft, but a public service draft, where you become the representative for your area. We need to do away with this whole "I have to choose these assholes" because I'm not really choosing them anyway. It's like fuck it. We'll just put everybody's name in the country in a hat and just start picking names. And if you totally fucking suck, we'll just boot your ass out after a month. <laughs> All right, Johnny clearly wasn't feeling it. Like, okay, this guy's IQ is less than <laughs> it's less than ninety or something. <laughs> I don't know what's a low IQ number. I don't pay attention to those. That's that's pretty low. Hmm. I was gonna say a hundred, but I was like, is yeah, that too uh, high? Is a hundred normal? Is a hundred average? I think it's about average. I mean, it's not. Good. Your University of Florida bachelor graduate, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what a good IQ number is. <laughs> Let's say, give me a thousand. How's a thousand sound? It's a good number. Uh, people don't really put a whole as much stock into IQ scores as they used to. Yeah, it's a stupid. Yeah, standardized testing is. It's about to go out the window. Antiquated system. But uh, to get back to the point, sorry about that. That last class with all the industry experts, they're, go- they're showing up. Every one of them had something in common. You know how I was saying some are private, some are public. Most of them were government workers. Some were young, some were old, some were recent graduates. Some were graduates or were alumnus. Every one of them in common had the one trade. They were all thoroughly depressed. And every one of them gave a dispirited presentation. Every one of them. And uh, even the even the professor at one point kind of acknowledged. He's like, wow, this, uh, this kind of turned into a really depressing kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it just, it completely 
that was it. That was the final nail in the coffin. There were many other nails, most of them nailed by myself, with the whole not trying thing, the whole not being able to get an internship thing, so I had no experience, so I didn't really have a future in this field. And it all led to the burnout, which was... And by burnout, I mean dropping out, because I didn't finish my thesis. So no thesis, no diploma. I, I remember you were kind of really struggling with that. Yeah, I didn't understand that. <laughs> it's fucking thoroughly embarrassing. I didn't understand the concept of how research led to a thesis. Ugh, God. Then I'd see... Then during... While I was there, there were professors who were bailing that were leaving the department. So, our, I mean, our, it was it was sad. A bunch of stuff that was just leading to me being like, why the fuck am I even bothering with this major if it's just going to bum me the fuck out anyway? Why even Why even accomplish it? And the moral of that story is, so that you have a degree, dumbass. <laughs> it's like, you're this close. Even the secretary. She had, I mean, she recognized me because it's a small program. And I'm like, well, sorry, Ella, I'm not going to be here. And she's like, no. That's the one major uh, thing that I am I regret, was bumming her out when I told her. Telling my family members, telling everybody else, telling you. Uh... <laughs> I didn't. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I could deal with that. I still feel bad for making Ella feel bad. I still remember her face. You're so close. Like, well, when you put it that way. Yeah. But it had to happen, and it did. So long, farewell. Enjoy your nervous breakdown. Yeah, but uh, from there, found a new path. So uh, take us like how you found. Welding and uh, I did. I did research. I actually sat down and I said, I, I actually, the day that I sent the email to my professor saying, I'm done here and I'm not doing this, mm-hmm. easily, I mean, it, it's like 06, 08 championships and then that. <laughs> I, I mean, just, just ethereal. Just this weight is off my shoulders. I had made a decision to stop doing harm to myself by forcing myself to to struggle through this dumb shit. And I was, and I, I should have done it two years earlier. So that was the first step: is just quitting and telling him, "I'm out, guys. I'm done. Can't do it anymore." <laughs> and I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was, I was, I, I think I laughed to myself for like 15 minutes. It was insane. It's like a, like a fucking crazy. Oh, right, maybe not fifteen minutes. That's like a crazy person. But uh, <laughs> give me a g- g- yeah, yeah, right. Some maniacal laughter just going to the heavens. Bow and kneel before me. You know that clip I always I always send every time I'm happy uh, <laughs> of Chris Farley <laughs> over the skunks. The birds. Now in the land of the <laughs> oh, the land of the skunks. The man with half a nose is king. Oh god, yeah. Give me give me a solid two minutes of that. Very very happy, very happy time. And I think you know it's actually your brother. I told Avi first that I wasn't uh, that I was do- I was done with this shit. I told him first and before I sent the email, and that was yeah that you know that gave me the 
the extra strength to just be like, holy shit, I just said this out loud. Holy shit. It felt good to say that. <laughs> it felt really good. <laughs> I should have said At this point in time, uh, for listeners, myself, Matt, and my brother, uh, Avi, uh, we're all living together mm. uh, in Gainesville. Yes. We had finally moved off campus. Uh, and we had been living there for at least two, three years, two years, year and a half. I think no, no, we had, we had, no, it was less. I thought it was like, let's see. 11? Because we were there for so, three years till 14. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I, I came back for the job and that lasted exactly a year. I think more than a year. I want to say it was two and a half years, maybe not, or about, or like, I think it was almost two years. I think that's what it was. Well, anyway, we were there very, that was early on at the, the Oxford Manor days. That was a fun apartment. It was good. It was yeah. a good times there. So anyway, that was the, that was the first kickstart. First little bit of gas in me changing my stars, going somewhere else, doing something else. So I did that. Fucking told Avi. Avi was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> now he was. I mean, he, he he appreciated the the gravity of of a decision like that, and uh, you know, supportive and understanding and uh, super. You don't realize how much you, how important that is and how huge that is. I mean, it fucking. Uh, I always say this, but, uh, you know, it helped me save my life. Because <laughs> it fucking did. It, it could have gone, you know, when people drop out, life can go sideways really fucking quick. So that gave me the the first juice to then send the email. Then there was the 2 to 15 minutes of maniacal laughter. We'll determine that later. <laughs> and then came the, all right, Matt, now what? And I just started... I, I took a step back. I said, I'm not doing this fucking university shit. Clearly, I wasn't ready for graduate school. I needed... What is the cheapest, most logical option? And I should I should wind up backwards, back before I told Avi. I did do research on how to finish my degree uh, without doing a thesis. That was actually my first thought process, was I'm not finishing this fucking degree. It's not going to happen. I mean, obviously. I'll give uh, everybody a little time scale here. My thesis was due in, like, October or something like that, and I'm having this thought process in, like, August. <laughs> so if you're, trying to, if you're trying to start a thesis and you, you, you're only giving yourself two months of runway, you're, uh, you boned. All right. <laughs> oh, God. So I had begun the, the process of how do I transfer my credits, how do I make this work? Do I then it became do I even want this to work? Do I even why am I even trying to make salvage any of this shit? And right there, that was the bad turn. I should have I should have finished the degree. Uh I could have. I actually went and, and contacted FAU. Huh. How's that for funny? Oh, uh, a little side note there, people. Uh Avi ended up going to medical school at FAU. Uh, and the, go fuck. Uh, inaugural class at FAU. No shit. That's awesome. I believe that is correct. Actually, no, it wasn't the inaugural. So, 
it wasn't the inaugural class. It was the so when a university starts a med school, they're actually not technically accredited. They have to go through an accreditation process, okay. and that takes years. Like people will graduate without the college being accredited. He was in, I think he was in the first class that was where FAU was accredited and ranked med school wise, which is very helpful for the med students. Right. So he wasn't part, wasn't part of the inaugural class. He was kind of close, but he, he was part of the first class that uh, had accreditation uh, for the school. Mm, mm. So yeah, still pretty early on. Gotcha. So yeah, fun stuff at FAU. So I looked into that. I had emailed them. And then, then I took the other turn. I said, fuck this. Fuck this degree. Fuck this whole plan- urban planning thing. Everybody's depressed and it sucks anyway. It takes 40 years to get anything done. Blow me. Uh, so I took a step back. I said, all right, fuck graduate school altogether. Do I want another bachelor's degree? And then I said, no. So then I took an even further step back. I said, what the hell do you want to do, Matt? And... It came back to that. I had mentioned the identity crisis with sustainability and not knowing how to do a thing. Urban planning helped with that a little bit because I got to say, oh, when, you know, when you're doing small talk, and that's really what it was. It was nothing but small talk conversations where I'm saying, oh, my degree is sustainability in the built environment. It's this huge goddamn mouthword salad thing that nobody knows what the hell it is. Then you spend the next 20 minutes explaining what the fuck you are. Like, all right. <laughs> and I didn't want that. I, I needed something succinct i needed something that instantaneously somebody had an idea of what the fuck it was and urban planning helped a little bit with that but i I found it was the same conversation thing like oh urban planning what is that like what the it fucking it's in the name i plan urbanly uh so uh i i just started how do i how do i do something with my hands and that's what I got back to. People who work with their hands, tradesmen, craftsmen, they are a thing, and they do something, and the, what they make is materialized and manifest before you. And that became paramount, and it just built. It snowballed. It snowballed into, holy shit, let's do this. This is going to fucking happen. And I started the research again. I actually did some internet research and since i had taken a step back from the from the bachelor's degree thing because there's no it didn't really make any sense to me that okay i'm gonna wait i'm gonna spend another four years to figure out how to do something with my hands i said no i gotta fucking i need money now (laughs) i need something i need something it's gotta be it's gotta be quicker than that so what's quicker than that take a step further back matt a associate's degree okay associate's degree in what so who's who gives associate's degrees right here in town Santa Fe College. And Santa Fe College is partly associate's degrees, and they have also vocational degrees. And those vocational degrees are where I found what I wanted, and that was welding. And I found welding to be an enormous wait list. This wait list was, they immediately told me, they told me it was almost six months, next semester. I had applied at the end of October or so, right around the time when I had my almost nervous breakdown, and and also I was smiling ear to ear after I 
sent that email that I was talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eat my ass, shithills. I'm out of here. <laughs> then I, you know, immediately after that fun moment, you know, ten seconds later, I'm like, oh wait. Not only do I have to tell my family about this, which I didn't have to, but I did, which was traumatic in and of itself. I, uh, yeah, six-month wait list next semester. I immediately applied. I just said, go ahead, throw me on there. Not even a month goes by, and he's like, hey, you ready to start? If you're ready to start, we got a spot for you. I'm like, hell yeah, throw me on. They said, nice. they said night classes. It's going to be, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was about three hour, three hour classes, two times a week. I said, go ahead, do it. And that was my first start off. It was just part time. And that was in spring. And that was when it started. It was spring of 2013. And there was a huge drop off, too. It kept going. It went from that six month wait list. That should have told me something right there. It should have been a red flag. But uh, <laughs> what the hell are you getting yourself into that all these people are quitting so hard <laughs> that it goes from a six-month wait list to a go-ahead start at part-time to I'm full-time by that summer. Full-time being I'm there for six-plus hours a day. And there was, I mean, we started with 50 people. And it was, we were down to a dozen by the end of the class, by the time I finished, I should say, about a year and a half later. So what do you think the reason for the drop-off was, um, you know, from the waiting list to the actual class? It was fucking boring. First couple of weeks, all they do is say safety stuff. Two weeks mm -hmm. of nothing but safety primers and wear your safety glasses and here's your gloves and... Which is ironic because they didn't even tell us to wear ear protection, and it's loud as hell in there because there's people grinding using angle grinders. These things are going 4,000 RPM and hitting mild steel. It's not a pleasant noise. But uh, still, that first two weeks, it was boring as shit. People thought they were going to get their hands on the stuff. Thought they were just going to get a plasma cutter right away? A plasma cutter and a welder? Yeah, they thought they were going to be able to get their hands on it and immediately start working on it. Nope. Mm -hmm. They stopped you short, and uh, they made I mean, it made sense. And also, it was scary as shit. <laughs> I remember the first day yeah. they, they, the, we started doing stuff. They uh, he was doing a the main teacher. He was doing a demo, and this is during the night classes. And uh, the typical people you get in a night class are part timers. They're already everybody has a day job, so. Right. Uh, everybody's just thinking that they're going to get out of this day job and they're going to do this. And that's when you find out why most people stick with their day jobs that suck and are easy. Because the second they see actual work and actual sparks flying at them, they run away. Run away from the fire. Run away from the sparks and the danger and the other shit. And uh, I remember seeing a massive pile of dishes at my awesome day job that I had <laughs> at my semi-Mexican restaurant and I took a picture of those dishes and told myself you're never doing this again and if you fuck this up you're doing this again so eat some sparks motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> the teacher was like uh, yeah first day is like this is welding you will get burned 
Now, you might get burned, not that you might, uh, might scare you a little bit. No, the sparks are going to hit you, and they are going to burn into your flesh, and you are going to realize that man is made of nothing more than roast beef. <laughs> is that what he said? No, I smelled my own flesh burning once. It smells like roast beef. Mm. Yeah. I worked at a Mexican restaurant. It was all right. Some of the people were cool. Most of the people were dicks. It was a typical college restaurant job. It sucked. Yeah, I remember Tijuana Flats. Um, yeah, with Tijuana Flats, which uh, they made it down to South Florida, too. Um, they're all over Florida. Yeah, they're, they're a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of... They have, like, a whole hot sauce bar, uh, right. and they kind of just use that to make up for their bland fucking food. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not uh, to say the least, it was not made with love. It was one step above Taco yeah. Bell and one step below Olive Garden, which we were right next to. Yeah, that's where we got our over. That's where we got all of our business from. You know what? I'm going to live a little bit. <laughs> oh wait, I'm not going to live that much. <laughs> that was that was Tijuana Flats. But I got in good shape going to uh, do welding. That was a awesome little side effect. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like it at the time. I thought I was going to die after the first day. Because I was biking seven miles one way, so about 14 miles roughly round trip from where we were living on Archer fucking road all the way up to Santa Fe. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you got into really good shape. I did. Kind of the, uh, yeah, kind of the turn between how good of shape I was and how good of shape you were because I had a car at that time and (laughs) pretty much never biked again. Mm hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. Two hours of biking a day, ish. Yeah, that'll do it. And not doing any biking or exercise at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely uh, puts you in the path the other direction. Remember, uh, back when we were in college, uh, when it was the other way around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we went for a, we went for the jog. Oh my god. Uh, at uh, at, U, at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Oh my. And. Man, was I an asshole. Uh, <laughs> really gloating. It was uh, all right. I, no, it was like, fine. It was ba- deserved, you know. I, I suppose. But but probably didn't have to, like, running backpedal up the spiraling slope. The spiraling. Spiraling. There we go. Got there it. There it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Those, uh, dude, I didn't, I don't remember that. My life was passing before my eyes. <laughs> I was so out of it. That wasn't even the worst that it was ever, it ever was for me being out of shape. When I first got to UF, it was even worse. I couldn't run for, yes, it would have been. my cardio was gone. I had, I'd never moved at all. I felt like I was having a heart attack because I played a little bit of a, <laughs> I played a little bit of ultimate when I was a freshman. And a little bit is like five minutes. I played like five minutes of <laughs> ultimate, and I I felt like my heart was cashing in on itself. I couldn't fucking breathe. It was bad. To kind of get back on topic, um, so welding school, um, you got burned. You smelled like roast beef. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I did re- realized my discovered my love for man flesh. Right. Right. And uh, so kind of uh, take us through sort of the end of the uh, program. 
Uh, well, they they don't they, they didn't specify anything. Uh, I know it ended up starting out as I really wanted to do aluminum stuff. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I first got there doing welding. I was very naive, which was fine for me. The the whole overview of the program is essentially it's a waste of time if you want to get into welding. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can you can do. Uh, you you could spend two hundred dollars and get yourself a get yourself a certification from any AWS certified facility. Knock your socks off. It doesn't really matter because the job site you end up going to, they're going to test you anyway to see what you know. And by test you, they're going to put a welder in your hands. Then they're going to put some steel in front of you and say do, and then they will X-ray that do do that you did. And if it comes through with no porosity and all the other fun stuff, and it actually holds together, and they bend it, and it, wow, look at that. We put 30,000 pounds of pressure on this, and it didn't crack. Not even a little bit. Like, at all. Hey, look at that. That's a pretty good weld. Uh, If you've got a golden arm, you can just go and start welding. Knock your socks off. But I had no experience, as we, uh, (laughs) I could barely run up a spiral staircase. So it was very important for me. It was I needed it. I needed to get grounded in some kind of hands-on training. That and it would have been nice if that was available in high school, but uh, yeah, that was not necessarily available to me. And the overview of the program it was yeah, yeah, really. You know, there's no such thing as a shop program anymore. There wasn't a shop program back then. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. But the the, the whole program itself was just generic. But it ended with an AWS, that's American Welding Society, for all you people not in the know, pipe certification. I ended up nailing it. Kind of seemed to be knocking it, but you did get a job as a welder afterwards. True. And they wouldn't have even considered me. Nah. And uh, and also, in a pl- like you, you basically just completely picked up, went to a different state, and uh, applied for jobs and got one, which is not the easiest thing to do. Didn't you get a job before you technically moved? I had an... Uh, <laughs> with all my jobs, as always, now in hindsight that I look, I was merely lucky. Uh, yes, tec- well, I technically had a job... Uh, wait, hang on. Yeah, I, I no, yeah, I did have a lot of job lined up because we had gone up there. We, you and I, both visited at one point. Remember, yeah. in uh, it was that it was that spring of fourteen, and that's when I did my test up there. I went, I went to the fabrication shop to show my face, do the application in person, do the interview in person, and you know, do their their homemade test, see if I know basic math. <laughs> <laughs> do do some welding, put some stuff together. Like, okay, this guy has, you know, he's not completely idiotic. But as with all things, in hindsight, it's if you want a job in something, you it's just timing. Mm-hmm. Yes, do you, can you put a sentence together? And also, do you know a little bit? Okay, and also, do we need a warm body immediately? <laughs> That's that was more important than anything else. That's how I got my current job. Shit. But yeah, cold email people. Just shoot them out there. Don't have to go to a job site or a job website. All right. Well, I think that uh, it's kind of the end of your formal schooling. Uh, I think kind of go into your career path uh, in another episode. 
I think we're good uh, for now. Yeah, I think if anybody wants to, you know, by all means, you got that email, right? Yeah. If uh, anyone wants to write in with feedback, questions, um, we'll, uh, once we get some, we'll uh, read them out during the uh, episodes so you guys can hear uh, our answers to whatever you guys have to say at hopesomethingsticks at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us, you know, most places uh, podcasts are, uh, also on YouTube. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Get out there, meatbags. Get off your asses. Go do something. Stop listening to this shit. Unless there's another episode to listen to and then listen to this shit. Oh, by all means, uh, yeah. You know, if you're in the middle of some sort of a depression and you have to stare at the ceiling for another seven hours, tuck in. Gets dirty. Yep. Yep. If you got nothing to do, uh, listen to our Game of Thrones uh, deep dives. They're pretty lengthy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Peace.